We're recording. Recording. All right. Adam's back. Hi. You missed the last podcast, bro. I'm a bad human being. I hope you enjoyed whatever it was you were doing. I did very much so. Good. Yes. Good. Um, um, I was uh, on a safari. I wasn't. On a <laughs> um, so hi everyone. Um, we are back with our good friend Johnny Scott. Hello, Johnny. Hi, guys. Hi, Johnny. How are you, man? I'm really good. Yeah. Good. Uh, had a sizable break. Yep. Yeah. Currently in the midst of a sizable break. Good. Um, well, because you had quite a sizable tour, eh? Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? A year and a half or something on the yeah, road? Yeah, about 18 months in all, I think. Wow. Aye. Quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that was off the back of another 18 month tour. So, so. wow. Okay. So, was Aye. it, uh, was it a, a world tour or was it a, like. Both world tours, yeah. Right. Wow. Aye. The first thing I noticed when you walk in the room is that your hair's got longer since the last time I saw you. <laughs> I've gone feral. Lives <laughs> <laughs> in the woods and shaved today <laughs> just for you guys. Oh. <laughs> You should for the listeners, you know, in case totally. the beard rubbed on the microphone. That does happen. Our listeners like that. No, um, how how were the tours, man? Really good, yeah. The stuff that dreams are made of. Pretty much. Brilliant. And and, and everything else in between. Yeah. <laughs> I just get, I, I have no idea what that life would be like. And I think some people would think it would be the greatest life ever to live. But I can imagine it's pretty challenging. Yeah, it's it's not the I don't think it's the most healthy lifestyle you right. can have. Put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, for many reasons, but um, you know, it's as it in a sense you are living the dream. You know, like as a as a musician, as a drummer, you're you're playing mm-hmm. drums every night to mm-hmm. thousands of people. It's, mm-hmm. it's no pressure. Amazing. You yeah. know, it's it's yeah. really really awesome. But the other side is you don't see your friends, you don't see your family, yeah. your yeah. girlfriend, your you know. Life gets uh, life gets bus. life gets weird. Yeah. yeah, living on a bus indeed. Yeah, finding the best places to eat on the highway. Yeah, I mean, I've been quite lucky that way that um, we tend to be in hotels more than on the bus. Right. So it's kind of finding nice restaurants in mm-hmm. cities that are usually pretty cool. Right. Which is the fun part. Yeah. yeah. I like to just sit. But I spend most of my day looking up where to eat and like. Yeah past kind of stars on my google map <laughs> like you look at some cities in my google maps and it's like one big blob of stars because i've been there so many times oh, wow which so i get quite excited about revisiting old uh, you know restaurants and coffee shops bars and, yeah, and all totally. that you know um are you fortunate enough? i think you are but you can clarify or not fortunate enough that you don't really have to deal with any of the logistical side of all that you just kind of get told where to go yeah essentially yeah side um, man life Side man life, right? Yeah, like look at the tour schedule and mm-hmm. be at the airport on time, and that's me. You know, that's I don't it. really need to think about anything else as long as I play the right drum parts yeah. every night. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't it's know all going well <laughs> until uh, yeah, yeah, night until three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, forgets to, I don't know, forgets how to play the mother we share, or <laughs> the biggest single. Yeah. Um, how's that every night? Is that tough? Like having to play literally the same thing for a year and a half every single night um it's it's quite challenging i think because mm-hmm. um although you're you know i'm playing every night so I'm, I'm playing drums pretty much every night for what 90 minutes mm-hmm. 
longer than that. Mm-hmm. I'm playing. I'm playing exactly the same thing. So yeah. I, f- I don't feel like I feel like I've got really, really, really good at playing churchy songs, but <laughs> really, really bad at playing anything else on drums because <laughs> I don't get a chance to practice. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the annoying things. It's not. I I love playing every night and I love their music and uh, you know that's not the problem. It's uh, get quite frustrated at not being able to play. Just practice. You yeah, know, yeah, just, yeah, just sure. play because we tend not to sound check either. So. Do you oh, have like a pad and all that on the bus? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my hands are still good. <laughs> I can play paradiddles all day, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I practice my pad work a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Because I can't really do anything else. But yeah, yeah it's uh, it's funny. Yeah, it, it becomes like a. It's almost like it's not autopilot, but you know, it is muscle memory. Mm-hmm. After you've done maybe a couple or a couple of months of touring, and if you've not changed the set for a while. Mm-hmm. You don't think about it sometimes the gig ends and i'm like did that yeah yeah did yeah. i play any songs there or did i play the right thing i mean yeah, is yeah. it what, what just happened you know? yeah i've spoke to some theater guys that can be a bit like that eh because mm-hmm. they're playing the same show every night on for however long that yeah and they're not allowed to deviate either well, i mean that's i've done some theater work in the past and Aye. i found that way way more challenging in that way because it has to be it's the exact same thing yeah because the dancers and like, stuff that yeah. you can't see and yeah it's all clicked in and all that yeah. are you clicked in yeah we are clicked but right. there is i mean there is mo- like room to move around with things Aye. a little bit you know there's there's certain tracks that we play where there isn't really much on the track so there's still the click running but there's a bit of push and pull between the band members you know mm-hmm. there's quite a lot of the new songs where it's me and martin and ian uh-huh. and lauren playing completely live and you know they'll be playing bass and guitar with mm-hmm. lauren singing and it oh, know, cool. feels like a it's more of a rock band or an indie yeah. band vibe you know mm-hmm. so you can push and pull with the click a little bit in those ones you know and yeah like yeah. kind of ramp up energy we but it's not all completely tied down you know right mm-hmm. so we and there's, there's room for me to mess around with the drum parts to an extent, you know, yeah. Like yeah. you don't want to get in the way of the songs. Of course, <laughs> like, yeah. you no, know, and, and if there's, there's hooks and things like uh, the top of Get Out, mm. those claps and stuff, yeah. it's almost like a hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's totally it feels like the verse is totally carved around that. Totally. You know? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the drum hooks. And yeah, they're, they're really good at writing them as well. So th- those parts are so fun to play, like all their parts. And I've always been a fan of playing programmed parts yeah. on a kit, you know, on a live kit. Yeah. It's because you wouldn't necessarily write a part that way yourself you know if you sat down in a band situation yeah. mm-hmm. as a drummer you'd probably come up with th- interpret things in a completely different mm-hmm. way but if you're sitting programming it on you know on a drum machine or on a mm-hmm. laptop or whatever you, the possibilities are endless you don't have to think oh how am i going to play this yeah yeah it's like just what sounds cool and then yeah. what happens is when a drummer interprets it as, as a challenge or when i you mm-hmm. know i enjoy that you know mm-hmm. you sort of like how would i do that you know, yeah. how am I going to get my hands around it? Like, that's a bit weird. I wouldn't ever do that. You know, mm, you need yeah. to sit and... I had to practice a lot of it for a long time yeah. To, yeah. to sort yeah. of get comfortable with it because a lot of those parts felt quite awkward. And I imagine know? it must be quite difficult as well if, like, especially with your setup because there's so many triggers yeah. and everything going on. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't really ghost note that kind of stuff mm. because next thing you know, there's about... Exactly. Well, it sounds like a machine gun coming well, through. Well, that's it, yeah. You know? So there's, there's not... Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I can't really play in a way that I would normally play yeah. because of the triggers, you know, and I've s- tried to set the thresholds on them so that they don't trigger when I'm doing, yeah. like, ghost notes, but they still do sometimes, you know, it's it's really it's really hard finding that balance, yeah. you know, so I tend just not to, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you're playing big rooms as well, so like yeah. obviously you're gonna get louder as the set goes on anyway. I would uh, imagine, so it must yeah. be quite hard to find that balance. You know? Yeah, yeah. What was that first tour with churches like, if you remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I don't. I don't remember. Um, I remember it being quite, uh, quite scary in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because a lot of it was down to, are these triggers gonna work properly? Mm-hmm. Like how's it going to react to a full PA system? You know, we did production rehearsals. We did, right? You know, two about two months of rehearsals. You mm-hmm. know, like in a in a studio in New York. So I, we were solid at playing the stuff. It was <coughs> it was magic. But um, you just don't know when you put an audience in front of mm-hmm. in front of it, things feel different. So it was quite scary. We did like sort of little sort of underplay shows, smaller mm-hmm. club shows, right. to kind of get a feel for it, and they went really well. You know and there weren't really any problems with the the technical side of things. Like again, I was fighting with the tr- the thresholds and the triggers quite yeah. a lot, but that was it really. You know, and the gear's so well made now, eh? Aye, yeah. like it's, you're running on TD fifty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's just you know, there's years and there's decades of engineering gone yeah. into that now. You know, and I'm I'm so underusing it. You know, like yeah, I'm <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous Aye. that I've got this for, you know, basically because of the trigger output that I need. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not using any of the functions. It's all just the samples from the record. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not using any of the processing capabilities. or mm-hmm. So I feel quite bad. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Roland. If, if, it, work, <laughs> if it works, it works. Though, it right? is, like, yeah. it's, it's kind of essential. Like, you know, I needed so many outputs that it was the only solution at that point. That yeah. may have changed. I don't know. Maybe I can look at that for the next. I don't think it would change to give you stereo triggers, no. No. I mean, TM6 can do 12 monos. Yeah. But if you need them to be stereo, then. Hmm. You know, maybe I don't. Maybe I should get one of them. Yeah, maybe it's worth a look for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, if you're playing parts like that, does has it changed the way you think about the drums for that for any kind of music really? So, if you were to write music now, would you would you think about writing parts from a program programming standpoint or just a drum kit standpoint? Um. I think I've always thought about drums in that way, not always, but for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up, my dad had a lot of um, a lot of kind of keyboards and drum machines and mm-hmm. sequencers, sequencers mm-hmm. like kind of around the house. And I used to practice when I was like ten or something like that, along to his old like R five drum machine. Oh wow! Okay. So like he kind of taught me how to program that, and I think it. I think I've always thought about drumming in a sort of programmy way. Right. Because of that, uh-huh. I've always played to loops. I've always played to clicks. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's why the the church, you know, interpreting the churchy stuff made loads of sense to me because although it might feel unnatural at first, that the actual thought process behind it for me getting it into a drum kit made complete sense. Right. You know, like it came quite quickly. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. right, well, I can do that. I can do this. Yeah put this trigger here that trigger there you know map it all out in my head and then mm-hmm. sort of you know go into berkeley for a while and with my spd and do a rough idea of what i would uh-huh. play but i don't think it's changed how i think about drums overall because yeah i think i've always been been a bit that right you know that way inclined to uh-huh. to program things because yeah I, I've, I've made a couple of records where i've been producer and co-writer as well right. and the parts that I've written weren't written on kit, you know, they weren't written as a live band scenario. It was all done in a in a studio uh-huh. where I was using like machine and you know, building up parts that way. You know, maybe there was a little there's like a fifty fifty with me. 
right. where I'll play the you know I'll play a drum pad like a machine pad or whatever uh-huh. like a drummer. Yeah. But then I'll layer it with stuff like a programmer, right? You know, using okay. like note repeating things, and I think it's maybe the same when I'm on the kit. Mm-hmm. I'll uh-huh. sort of think about it like a piano roll or something in Logic, you know, where yeah, yeah. I sort of see things in like weird patterns. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's, no, I get that. I mean, drums are, pa- you know, it's all yeah. patterns generally. Yeah. It's repetition. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you listen to music that was like that as well? Have you come up from like Nine Inch Nails or something or? Um, I did eventually. Um, the music that I listened to when I was really young was uh, was a lot of eighties music that my mum and dad were into, mm-hmm. and you know, th- like Miami Sound Machine and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Where you know, it was a band, but it was all quite synthetic and uh, sequence sounding, and you know, yeah. aye, that all that all stuck with me. But no, I didn't get into that stuff until I was maybe about fifteen, sixteen. The music right. I got into first was Oasis and like oh, okay. all the Britpop stuff. Uh, That's mm-hmm. what was around when I was at school, and. Uh, I started listening to kind of heavier stuff, more industrial stuff, maybe uh-huh. maybe when I was like 17 right. onwards. But And then I started programming my own things and trying to make music that way, oh, you cool. know, messing around with drum machines and whatever. You know, even if I wasn't doing it in a band, I love playing with stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've got a stupid collection of synths in the house <laughs> and I just love tinkering with things uh, like that, you know. It kind of sounds like you were like, the perfect person for that job then mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully like, do you know what i mean like you, all the information you had previously mm-hmm. the working knowledge of yeah how to use the programs that those guys might have been using to yeah. then go and do the gig yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think i was lucky that i grew up around that stuff because that you know that kind of technology wasn't really prevalent in the you know mid 90s or whatever you know mm. now i think it's way more accessible you know you can download music programs that are free and learn how to do all that stuff like i was really lucky to have you know my family around my dad around to show me how to do all that when i was super young and mm-hmm. you know it was never an issue for me when you know hybrid drumming became like a thing because mm-hmm. it was always a thing to me you yeah, know? yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. but that's a really cool way of looking at it actually uh, totally yeah. I, it makes perfect sense yeah um because it was always the, i was maybe the exact opposite Right. It was really alien to me. Aye. Like I, I, those sounds freaked me out when mm-hmm. I was a wee guy. You yeah. know, so because I, I grew up on a sort of diet of seventies rock, cool. where the drums were very much the drums. Aye. You know, pud smack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, there was a little bit of it with sort of in that. I guess in that genre, there was a little bit of it with Alex Van Halen. He would use. I think he used Simmons. Yeah. For a while, yeah, so there was so. a little bit of that then. But really, I, I didn't really. Don't know about you, man. I don't like. I mean, it was pretty half and half. With me. I mean, my sister grew up listening to Spice Girls and S Club Seven, yeah. so that's basically me too. I, that's all. I, really, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that's all I knew music was up until I was I, like. I mean, Andy Gangadine twelve. Yeah, for years was using he the guy who played on Spice World and all that. His kit was insane. Yeah, he that, that kind of mad, uh, Yeah, like weird looking rack thing. Uh, it was like yeah. it was a sphere, <laughs> and he would he would prog- he would play beats. And he would program. It would it would be like a weird pattern, but he would program triggers to start and stop, mm-hmm. so that when he he moved his foot onto a certain pad, it stopped a loop, and when he moved his foot back, it started all all sorts of weird like really. Yeah, wow. he was a big pioneer and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's he'd, a whole other level, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, he's yeah. Uh, he, he plays for Chasing Status now. Oh no way! Yeah, wow. he's doing that gig, but yeah, all that stuff was played on hybrid drumming. Yeah, way back then. So you would have had like early triggers and all that then? Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. a few. Um, well, the first kit I ever had was a Simmons kit. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm using one with churches, obviously. It's yeah. not the same one, but um, 
Aye, because again, my dad worked in McCormick's music. Yeah, that's right, because he worked with uh, Paul, with Paul uh, Yeah, so I've known Paul since I was a, a wee guy, so <laughs> he sold me my first proper kit and all that. Um, there you go. But aye, he, he uh, sourced these Simmons drums from somewhere, I remember, and bringing it home. <laughs> and I had this rubber practice kit at the time, so technically that was my first kit, but this is the first one that made noise, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he brought home like the snare pad and you changed the chip in it and all that, and he was like, oh, watch this, and you put the chip in and... It goes do instead <laughs> of ch. Amazing. <laughs> it's just like wow, that's great. Mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Is it still like playing a tabletop? Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like it's like a really thin layer of rubber on on wood. Oh yeah. wow, uh, is that how they make them? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's not good. The 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 very first version of them was, I think, even worse. They're like totally solid. I, I had a set in Japan recently, like a higher set, and <sighs> they felt really bad i don't think they were even made out of wood it was just like straight on a plastic oh, really loud as well like yeah. i think the the pad sound was louder than an actual kit <laughs> it's, like, oh. it's like someone drumming on a wall or something that's gnarly <laughs> yeah kill your wrists aye i remember you saying that when when we did the video with you last oh, year yeah, yeah. you were like man these sevens pads are great but really don't like playing them but no <laughs> I, I, had, I, mean. I had loads of problems with my uh, elbows and wrists actually oh, um, really? after a couple of months yeah, using oh, them oh, well. um, which was really worrying you know Aye. like I've never had problems with that stuff because I've always been quite careful with my technique and blah 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 and yeah. all that and posture but Aye. yeah I had to get like a kind of elbow brace made oh, for when I was sleeping like my Whoa. nerves and my elbows were getting messed up and I think my only th- reasoning for it was the, the Simmons pads it's the only mm-hmm. thing that changed yeah. about my plane would so. you not change them out? <sighs> because <laughs> they look awesome right yeah. yeah i mean i could change them out but i just got used to them right you know and then i just got used to the pain so whatever you should get <laughs> you should cut you should because you should get rolling to make you salmon style pads but with mesh i would love it. it if they did that black you know? mesh and a hexagon that would be very cool it would be rad because you know like the backup pads that i've got for the simmons are like the little pd8s yeah but it would be funny swapping them out because they're like that size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, to like that size. Yeah. I'd probably miss them. <laughs> you know, like literally miss uh, them. Yeah, like, <laughs> 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 um, so, a drum there question, but does that, did that, so looking at all these parts and looking at taking electronics with you and all that kind of stuff, did that then inform what kind of drums you looked at playing? Did that, because you, you know, you've, you've been quite a big, you've been a Ludwig artist now for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for for the length of time I've known you, you've always been into your heritage brands, whether it be Gretsch or, or Ludwig or sort yeah. of American style brands. Yeah. Was there a a purposeful decision to pick like acrylic drums and was it a sound thing or was it aesthetic for the show or um, a mixture of all that? I think because right. um, I was using a Tequila Sunrise Vistalite with the Kills before that. Oh yes, of and course. Uh, that was a big kit you know yeah it wasn't it wasn't a 20 it was a 24 inch kit and it's like 13 16 18 mm-hmm. toms so it sounded pretty huge it was all quite open uh-huh. but that really suited their music it needed like you know, there's a lot of space in their music so it mm-hmm. needed the, the big drum sound yeah but that wouldn't work with churches you know so i wanted i wanted something that sounded a lot tighter and controlled uh-huh. you know so i went back to like a 22 inch kick and uh-huh. went with the maple drums the classic maples uh-huh. um actually went shallower kick as well right just for a little more punch and yeah. um, it really works with the with the triggers because mm-hmm. uh the idea is that our front of house guy has complete control over the blend right of the acoustic and electronic stuff because mm-hmm. it changes depending on what era of the band it is do you know what i mean <laughs> right. so like 
because the first record the drum the, the program drums sound a lot like acoustic drums at points you know mm-hmm. it's like the big fat snares are quite big uh-huh. drum sounds and there is live kit on it as well mm-hmm. whereas the second record is way more like um a lot cleaner like the drum samples are a lot um more i don't know more focused and kind of right. produced kind of produced yeah. yeah um and then the third record is a lot of live drums again so it, it need you know you couldn't just play stuff over the second record with the same mix you know if it was like me hammering out a big kick and snare groove yeah. over that kind of mm-hmm. you know like uh what's that called what's that song called again <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> where any of the chits are called <laughs> ah, um uh, i can't remember you know you know what i mean ah, yeah like yeah, the, yeah. The, it, has, song it has the sound yeah. right it has yeah. The sound yeah, right. yeah of course I you know so i knew it was going to be controlled by our front of house guy so right i kind of left it up to him I was like so gonna make the kit sound you know pretty focused pretty clean with one extra snare that sounds like really gnarly and downtuned uh-huh. for the kind of mm-hmm. early album stuff right mm-hmm. And uh, you you can you can control uh, the levels. Yeah. <laughs> you can worry about which parts are more electronic and which ones aren't. So. Yeah. Are you happy with it? Aye, absolutely. Yeah. So you um, mean you just have to play? Yeah, I mean he's been uh, doing front of house with the band since they started, so he knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, they are they're balancing my ears as well the way I think they should be, but it's right. probably very different to the way they actually <laughs> should be. <laughs> I just don't know some guys get really particular about it. You know, like stair sound. Mm. vibe you know that kind of thing yeah almost forgetting another to do a job i i'm not so worried about that with with uh with churches mm-hmm. i just you know the the sound is so important and adding live drums into that was quite a big thing for them mm-hmm. and i think it was a big thing for their audience as well you know it's mm-hmm. always been the three of them so like yeah. a lot of folk, a lot of their fan base were maybe a bit like oh no they've got a drummer this is going to be terrible yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, how how was that adjustment period? Because I suppose for them, as you're saying, like, for the longest time they were just a three-piece mm. band, and now they've got a live drums on the stage. Like, how did you find that at first? Like, and how did they find it having a, a drummer? I'm not sure exactly how they found it. I mean, I hope that they really enjoyed it. I mean, that's the vibe I got is that they were loving it. You right. know, yeah. I mean, it would it must have been different. But mm. I had the same thing with the Kills. They never had a drummer before right. before me. Mm-hmm. They had four, <laughs> including me right. at the start. But I seem to be the guy that comes along to be like, uh, "You've never had a drummer before. Why not? <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll be that guy." Yeah. Um, no, I, I think for them, it, I mean, it must have felt a lot different. Yeah. It must have brought a lot more energy to the stage, certainly. Yeah, like and I don't, it's not a lot more, sorry, but a different sort of energy mm-hmm. to the stage. You know. Yeah. Well, that, that whole the whole show. Is more of a rock show, I think. Even the production, like the lights, and mm. you know, it looks like an old Queen gig or something. You know, yeah. big park mm-hmm. hands, and it's not lasers and kind of modern. It's all quite, yeah. quite old school looking, you know. Yeah. In a way, um, it's more of a rock show, so it makes mm-hmm. sense that it would feel like that on stage. It was a decent sort of balance as well when we saw you. Certainly, it looked mm. like it. 
you didn't look out of place, man. You looked like you belonged on. As part of the way the production looked, yeah. it was like very much. Yeah, it's actually almost felt like it was centered around you. Oh, cool. You know, I don't know what you think about it, Adam, but I, I remember yeah. thinking like this looks perfectly normal. Yeah, for a band that didn't have a drummer before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it didn't like because how I initially and perhaps naively thought would be like because they've now got a drummer on stage you would maybe like off to the side of them mm-hmm. or like I know in certain situations like sometimes the drummer's not even on the stage with aye, you know aye, totally. so it was cool to like to see like not only were you on the stage but you were kind of front and centre kind of where the yeah. drummer should oh, they, be they've totally embraced yeah. it which is nice yeah. but it, it feels it does feel like a like a band you know mm-hmm. and they've they've been really they've really went out of their way to make me feel that I'm in the band you know it's mm-hmm. not get out the road yeah, yeah. thing yeah. but we're all pals as well which helps good. you know really good friends I've been in bands with uh, the two guys um, previously so oh, okay. you know yeah. it, it, all work, it feels so natural up yeah, there yeah. you know yeah. when I look, look to my left and I see Martin I'm like oh, this this is so normal to see you and I'm like yeah this is great and now with Lauren because we've toured so much it's, it's the same you know Yeah. Feels so like you didn't I, know Lauren before you joined the band not very well I yeah. mean we, we knew each other like oh hey how's it going but mm-hmm. um not in the same way I knew the guys. So, you know, I've known Martin since I was about 18. All right. Um, cool. Ian as well, actually. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It was easy to slot in. Just like, all oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? It's, just like, it's literally <laughs> just like touring the world with your, your mates, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Suddenly we're on a bus. Like, <laughs> how did this happen? It's <laughs> yeah. weird. Do you think with the sort of the blow up, if you like, of hybrid drumming, that the role of a drummer in pop music's changed? You know, or not change because I guess it was happening in the eighties, but from the nineties to the early two thousands, and then all of a sudden the advent of all this gear, the way drums are looked at, like if you look at Halsey's records or something, so, yeah, another artist that's that's doing that, the drums are very very different on them now these days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like someone's knocking out. Um, you know, it's not the bands aren't as prevalent. Yeah, as absolutely. They were, you know, mm-hmm. even things like how Paramore make records. You know how much yeah. of that is on is, is sampled and on track and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think music in general, any band really to me, like sounds everything sounds way more processed and produced than it mm-hmm. did before. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. You know, it's, uh, well, that's just the way it's, it's going. Just, it? You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a different approach, and I'm sure it will change again. You know, things all these things happen in cycles. And yeah, you know, when I when I hear like ah, uh, uh, what. You know, this is a band. A lot of the times, I'm like, that sounds like a processed pop record, and that's fine. That's, mm-hmm. I guess it has. It probably has changed the way that uh, that drummers think about playing, and definitely the way people make drums. Yeah, I mean, you guys would would know that. I mean, have you noticed in the last ten years or so, like you know, standard sizes changing? Or, yeah, you know, like, like it's very much one up, one down at the yeah. moment. You know, mm-hmm. and like you say, shallow bass drums and mm-hmm. thing, big cymbals, eh? Yeah, big cymbals are a huge big trend thin, dark yeah. cymbals yeah. and four-piece drum kits. Yeah. It's kind of like where it's at at mm-hmm. the moment. But strangely, I was talking to someone who thinks that power toms are going to come back. <laughs> like, I, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were like, yeah, I reckon like we'll all be playing 12 by 10s and It's, it's possible, because, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff you see now is very, uh, like, you know, heritage things, you know, yeah. like you the, the Sonar Vintage kits, all the Ludwig stuff's very cool right yeah. now, and the Gretsch stuff, and, you know... Maybe it is going to go back to like the Canadian style. We're all going to have like super long toms <laughs> and like snowball heads. We're all going to have sound pads again. Octobands and all that. Yeah, you know? totally. <laughs> yeah we're all wearing bandanas. I was. Th- it's funny. I was thinking about that halfway through the churches tour. I was like, maybe I could get like 
maybe I could do two up, one down, and get like you know concert toms and stuff. And <laughs> I did start <laughs> thinking full that on way. Phil Collins, man, you could change my setup, and then I thought about how much of a nightmare that would be Aye. for all the tech <laughs> production rehearsals. Like, just I'll, like, I'll just, uh, nah, maybe nah. I'll not say that. Next, <laughs> next record, <laughs> power <laughs> toms. I'm doing it. <laughs> you should just totally like subtly put it in. Like, do you know what this tune needs? Like, this needs a like huge power tom in it. <laughs> yeah. I remember being a kid seeing this picture of Neil uh, Neil Peart when he was playing with Rush, and there's like this massive nine ten piece kit with no bottom heads. There you are, Johnny. That's what I do. I'm I'm all about it. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the church's manager was 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 trying to get me to do that. He was just like, just go all out, just go full amazing, full rock. I'm like, I I mean, I'm up for it, but yeah, we got enough channels. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if those if those sounds will date now. Like in five, ten years' time, we'll be looking back and that stuff and go, those hand claps are super cheesy and treat them like 808s are treated. Do you know what I mean? 909 sounds are treated where they're like these kind of heritage. Aye. Heritage electronic sounds. Vintage samples. Possibly, Aye. yeah. I mean, gated I th- reverb. I think a lot of the stuff that's around now probably won't age well at all. But Really? Yeah. Um, the thing with the 808s and the 909s is like they, they weren't very popular at the time. Right. You know, like they, they were built as a replacement for drums, and people were like, they don't sound like drums. Ha right. <laughs> ha, that's a joke. And people were selling them off for like 100 quid or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. you know, hip hop guys got in got their hands on them and did something amazing with them and yeah. that's why they sound classic mm-hmm. you know like that that'll never be an uncool sound no it's you know it's it's as legit an instrument as the kit i think an mm-hmm. 808 or, or a lindrum or i don't know i don't it's it's the possibilities of coming up with a sound that's going to be classic yeah mm-hmm. is there much left <laughs> Do you know yeah. What I mean? yeah maybe you're right I, I don't know i hope so i'm sure there is but yeah um I right. think it would have to be like an iconic song that does it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because we don't really have iconic albums anymore, do we? Like, yeah, you're no right. one's making a thriller. Yeah, or or anything, you know. So, like, I think there would have to be some enormous song that has a really hip sound on it that in ten years' time everybody's still using. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what that'll be. I mean, there's only so many hand clap sounds you can use. Yeah, exactly. You know, that don't sound like hand claps anyway. Yeah, you know. So, who knows? It's an interesting debate, though. Yeah, I find it fascinating because you seem to know a lot about it. So it's, I would love to be able to predict <laughs> the future <laughs> so that I could make that song. But I, <laughs> um, no, I mean I love, I do love experimenting with that. But what I tend to do is go back to the the classic samples and mm-hmm. um, I, I like to try and make my sound, my drums sound like that mm-hmm. at points. And there's a lot of guys doing that. You know, it's not a it's not a new concept by any means. And no, not at all. Guys mm-hmm. like Mark Giuliano, like the way he tunes his snare, and you know, it sounds. Sounds quite electronic. Yeah, there's loads of guys doing that. Yeah, it's a funny one because I read a debate or saw people talking about that. You can you can go into a, a, any drum store in the world now and make your kit sound wildly different, and that becomes your thing. Hmm. You know, you just buy the right cymbals or you buy the right pads or the right heads and tune your drums a certain way, and all yeah. of a sudden you have a, a new sound. If you like, yeah. So know, I mean, that, that's the th- th- yeah the Phil thing right now. Yeah, yeah, like when you've got so many things you can add to your kit like big fat snare drums and you know you know cymbal stacks and Mm -hmm. snare weights and you know Mm. that's all very hip right now but you know maybe that won't be in 10 years Mm. who knows that sound it'll inevitably change you know yeah yeah Mm. like with music aye yeah somehow Mm. Mm -hmm. so has your setup with churches changed much since we last saw you nah it's exactly the same exactly the same Um, not changed that you know I'll change it 
at some point but mm-hmm. probably not until the next mm. cycle you know yeah um we've got some shows coming up with halsey in america over the summer so oh, cool. it'll be the same the same mm-hmm. setup for me i'm not gonna change anything ah, it's just easy so, isn't it yeah it's just if if you especially if you're still playing the same or a similar set list yeah i mean it takes so long to get that stuff tweaked that you don't yeah. want to be like rocking the boat but that, point, <laughs> that yeah. point. you don't want to turn up on day one with like guys, like check that uh, out. Twenty inch bass drum. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. No, people wouldn't like that. No. <laughs> um, how big? How how much? Because I don't really, I don't really know much of, of the music. But how different a gig is it to the kills? Um, it's very different for me from the point of view that I. And with the kills, I was uh, controlling all the Ableton stuff and was essentially the Ableton tech, right? As well as the drummer, so I had that on my shoulders. <laughs> so the, the, yeah, the gig felt a little more tense yeah. with the kills. And in that respect, if something went wrong with the laptop, that's my fault. Mm. You know, I had a bit of a nightmare, and this turned out not to be my fault. It was nothing to do with Ableton. We, we uh, opened for Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. um, which is insane. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, some a normal football stadium in london london stadium i think it's imaginatively named <laughs> <laughs> so you know i was shitting myself obviously you know course, yeah. guns and roses there's yeah. like sixty thousand people out there at that point and I'm like oh my god we did the run we ran the intro track and usually i hear the click so i know it's there there's no click and i was just like guys no we, we can't go on there's no click there's no click holy so shit the, the intro loop just kept going <laughs> and kept going and i'm like i'm not hearing it i'm not hearing it and they're like you you have to go and go go get up there and check. So I had to go on stage because the rigs next to them are drums. Oh, I had to walk on stage in front of sixty thousand people and piss about on a laptop. Oh, and I, it was like it was like one of the. I'm actually getting like the fear now, oh. reliving it. I'm not. I'm like my mouth's going dry oh, thinking about it. It was like one of those dreams where you don't have any trousers on or whatever. Or, yeah, you know, and a pure shit. anxiety dream. And I had to sit and I'm sweating. I'm sweating and I'm like. Look at this laptop, and there's all these Guns N' Roses fans going, Whoa, what are you up to? <laughs> and I'm like, Magic. Ah. And it turned out that uh, the monitors hadn't been patched properly, and it wasn't my fault at all. So I was oh, like, Thanks, shit. guys. Thanks for that. That's mighty. Oh <laughs> really Do you remember a couple of weeks ago? I was saying sometimes I like to sit and just imagine like the worst scenarios possible, <laughs> and glad yeah. that I'm not in that situation. Uh, that's an example of one is, of those scenarios. I'm like. actually, honestly, that's that's brought some really bad uh, bad vibes back. Oh no! Like, oh no! <laughs> I did I start this is going to be a really that? uncomfortable conversation from here on in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, nightmare scenario, obviously, but that would never happen with churches because that's not my. Mm, that's yeah. not my, you're, you're there my to be world. The, the drummer. Yeah. yeah and so I'm also an advocate of hardware, not software, on a stage. Aye. And that's just one of the, another one of the reasons why. Uh-huh. You know, if it's on, if it's on an SPDSX, you can just plug into the headphone socket I'm in an emergency. Totally with you. Yeah. And it's just yeah. we're, we're cool. Yeah. I, I kind of know what's going on here. You know, but yeah. mm-hmm. that's how I was running stuff with my band before I did kills and during that. You know, it was all through SP, my SPD. All the uh. tracks were in there. And it was bomb proof. It know, is bomb proof, but you can literally—they're yeah. like the martial amps mm-hmm. of the of the electronics world. You can literally throw them down the stairs, ah, and they'll still work. They're great. They're, uh-huh. they're, yeah, indispensable. I love them. Yeah. Um, but we we needed more outputs, right? So we needed the laptop. And mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. laptops take dives as well, man. It's just like 
Yeah, it yeah. happens. Yeah, it we happens. had um, Keith Carlock in clinic a few years ago at the drum show, and he was he's got this thing where I don't know if you've seen him play, but his left foot bounces, and his laptop was on a a, a stand next to him, and it took a dive. Oh, and no. well on the track and just oh, cut out and, and he didn't have an SSD so it was just mm-hmm. and he's and it, from there on in you could see it had his attention mm-hmm. he was just like all he could think about was his laptop's goose you know yep. like, ah, yeah yeah it's it's not good to have that on your on your head when you're just trying to play a show you yeah. know yeah um, I, I mean the kills is more of a a straight up rock show as well you know it's mm-hmm. guitar bass drums mm-hmm and there is track because you know it's all programmed kit all that stuff's still there mm-hmm. um the churchy stuff's way more involved you know mm-hmm. there's a lot a lot more parts going on al- going along and mm-hmm. you know i don't know i don't know if there's much of a difference vibe wise on stage you know like ener- they're both like really energetic yeah, on yeah stage um in different ways you know like allison gets kind of possessed when she's <laughs> when she's on stage you know she turns into a different person and right. it's like it's quite infectious, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like I think I played a lot of different right. with the kills because it just I kind of bounced the ener- they bounced their energy off me and I bounced it off them. So yeah. it was a bit more like feral with my drumming, a lot, a lot more theatrical. I think, <laughs> you know, like big stupid, like uh, big arms, yeah, aye, big yeah, octopus. Yeah. It was fun, yeah. really, really fun. One symbol and all that part. Yeah, of it, wasn't it? yeah. Like it was a minimal, minimal setup. Yeah. I really loved that though. It was. Uh, yeah. Makes you I think like, differently. Yeah. yeah, I like a bit of restraint. It's, yeah, uh, it's fun. Yeah. I think it's, it's fun necessary to take times, things man. away, you know, and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. So what are you doing in your downtime? Um, building a studio. Oh, cool. Yeah, great. Which is, well, I've not actually started doing it yet. Right. I, I moved in last week, so right. um, I'm knocking down walls in the house at the moment. Oh, um, cool. But yeah, I'm going to build a build a studio, um, more of a drum room, but right. somewhere that sounds really good, that I can track drums. Yeah, maybe remote like sessions. Teach cool. a bit. Oh, and cool. Okay. More importantly, just practice. Like I was yeah. saying earlier, like yeah. I don't get to practice on the road. Yeah. I was previously living in a flat, so I couldn't practice in there. Mm. And, you know, I'm we were talking about that last night. We? we were actually. Yeah. Practicing is tough these days. Aye, you know. yeah. And it's like I've got all this time. Yeah, I just want to play drums. I want to take advantage of it. I want to learn new things or learn relearn old things. Mm. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. just get back up to up to a certain standard chop wise yeah. you know <laughs> just for my own satisfaction of course yeah of course that's what it's all about so let's get in there and do some shedding make you feel like weird yeah well we like were talking something about this missing <laughs> I, we were talking about this last night in the shop just before we finished and stuff i could play like two years ago is just gone yeah it's yeah. amazing how quickly that I, happens eh? just like 
Holy shit, like yeah. trying to play a paradiddle through triplets. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was you my know, just like, night, yeah. All of a sudden, this is like, I have to play this at half the speed <laughs> because my brain just can't catch up. You know, it's just <laughs> crazy. And mm-hmm. it's bonkers as well. I, I had my first gig on Saturday since like end of january or something mm-hmm. and like that was so that was like what only like three weeks ago or something yeah and it's like whoa yeah, like so i felt so rusty yeah it's so weird how you knackered that, a little bit actually yeah because <laughs> it was like a wedding gig and i was just like by oh, the end wow, of it it was just, just a, a long puddle set. of a human and right. like, oh. yeah i mean um, that's that's like an endurance test doing a wedding you know yeah I, I don't know if i could do that anymore purely from my fitness perspective <laughs> 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 I, I, I remember just after the christmas break trying to work the mixer yeah oh yeah like uh, how do i mute a channel again like like uh, between solo or or front of house like getting shit wrong like this was just in my brain it was just in my hands i used to just be able to do this yeah. and not think about it and now it's like um do you kind of get like that between tours with churches so like if you're off for like the road for a few months and then go back to it and it's the same set do you kind of feel um, a wee bit like oh it happens Hello. very occasionally. There's certain songs that I'll maybe forget, like the sticking, and I'll hit the wrong snare. Like, <laughs> it's just no one else is going to notice, but I'm like, fuck. <laughs> see, <laughs> next time we see you, and that happens, we're going to be like, Johnny! The rest of the gig, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. I've ruined the gig. <laughs> like, what, what happened? They're like, ruined everyone's life. <laughs> <laughs> guys crying in the cereal when I go home. Yeah. He played the wrong snare. <laughs> I know. But no, um, not really. the The muscle memory for that hasn't left me, but it's been a long time now. So mm. we'll see what happens in uh, May when we get back together for this Halsey tour. How long's the tour? Um, it's about a month, I think. Oh, cool. Um, kind of special guest. Just around America. Yeah, big arenas. It'll be fun. Yeah, I remember man. talking to. Do you know Ross McFarlane? Um, I don't know him, but uh, I know I know who he is. He yeah. he played for Texas for years. Yeah, yeah. And, and saying things like, you know, you have two cups of coffee, and all of a sudden a song feels like half the speed it should but it's on the click mm-hmm. the metronome doesn't lie like yeah. that must be really weird night tonight yeah i get that if i have too much tequila <laughs> 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 try and try and have maybe one instead uh, of three <laughs> like the song like you know one night it feels like half the speed one night it feels like twice the speed just uh-huh. depending on what you've had for breakfast or something bonkers man yeah you just mess with your head that's mm. true yeah it, it can depend on how tired you are Aye. and how what you've been up to the night before certainly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything might feel really fast yeah. <laughs> everything might feel really loud as well uh, just really scary it's one of my favorite memories actually from seeing you that um in that gig in glasgow just like all four of you with a bottle of buck fast. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> Take the boy out of Glasgow. Ah, uh, it was fun. Lauren hadn't done it before, had she? No, no. She's really come into her own, man. Yeah, she's she, great. She was like, she just owns that stage now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was it's great to see because I, I hadn't really seen the band before that, but like you see footage where you just basically can watch her grow mm-hmm. over yeah. the course of it, you know, just yeah, yeah. chips and hame and all that, you know, just having a laugh with yeah. like, 40,000 glass regions. Oh, she's yeah. totally owning it. Because yeah, uh, we did the after, was it the Monday after we saw the show, we were just watching some of the early Church's Live stuff and mm-hmm. it was like, wow, like she looks kind of like, and the first ones initially, like there's one they played a gig in the Electric Circus mm-hmm. of all places and it's just like, she looks like a deer in headlights uh, in front of 30 people. Oh, she, I'm you sure know. she was terrified. Oh, of course, yeah. It must yeah. have been really difficult. There was yeah. a, lot of, a lot of expectation on the band and she was carrying it as the front person. Yeah, so yeah totally. I don't like envy for singers like that. Because yeah. no. she's a drummer as well. Oh, is she really? Yeah, Lauren's no, a drummer. Um, she's really good. She, oh. would, she wouldn't say that. She's always like, I'm shitty, I'm terrible. <laughs> I've, heard her, I've heard her old demos. Oh, she's, she's really good. So, 
you know, she went from being a drummer, keyboard player, uh -huh. to being like, you're the front front person of this band. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> pressure. Aye. You know, well, I just amazing to watch. Well you know, like she's just totally embraced it. Aye. You know that I'm sure there are stronger people that have come a cropper to lesser. I bet. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. there's a lot of people looking at you, hen. That's right. You know, she's doing all right. Aye. Aye. She's great. They're all great. Mm -hmm. Aye. <laughs> Good people. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Uh, what's the best memory of the tour? I don't remember any. <laughs> <laughs> Best memory, um, me and Ian and our front of house guy Gal went to Disneyland. Oh, amazing. And went yes. to Galaxy's Edge and did oh, the Star Wars thing. Oh, I'm so thing. jealous. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> is you it as good as it, as it seems? Unbelievable, like it yeah. Oh. We went to the wee bar, the wee cantina. No way. We went there twice because we didn't realise they don't sell booze at Disneyland. Right. We were all a bit raging about that. Yeah. So we got straight to Galaxy's Edge, did the Star Wars thing. We're like total nerds. We're like, God, this is so good. Yeah. And went to the bar and there's they've got little droids DJing and all that and like <sighs> so stormtroopers coming in giving it like what are you up to? And like Aye. <laughs> really cool. Me my missus is a huge like Disney I would say Disney freak and she would totally oh, agree right. with that. Wow. So we went to Florida last year cool. to like Disneyland and it was like the we left the month before Galaxy's Edge opened and I'm like a huge Star Wars geek. Uh, so I was like Oh no. But yeah. it is like that, it's proper like no booze and like they still have like a Star Wars area. Yeah. And there is like stormtroopers uh -huh. cutting about, kind of like that. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, not as Scottish as that. You know. <laughs> that would be break. Cool. Cool. I doing? mean, I did go up to a stormtrooper after a, after a few galactic cocktails. I was like, use that picture, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> 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 He's like, that's a really good way to get your data pad wiped. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool. <laughs> bro, I don't even know what that means, but that's brilliant. Do you like <laughs> the new films? Hmm? Do you like the new do I films? Do like the new films? I do, yeah. I, I really know. love the. Uh, the last one. Ah, it was great. Eh? Yeah, I know a lot of folk were like, "Oh, it's, it's crap." No, I <laughs> like, thought it was like a lot of people get up too upset about Star Wars. Well, we 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 will have the big debates in here because we all love it. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a great conclusion. I thought so too. Like yeah. really well made. I just really enjoyed the movie. I just sat and let it happen. I was like, that I genuinely loved that that movie. Yeah, yeah. amazing cameos, good. unexpected yeah. cameos. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah it was it was really cool. Giving it away, but I. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's been well, there'll months, be people that you know what I mean. There'll be I people like you talk to Johnny Scott and you ruin Star Wars. <laughs> there'll be <laughs> someone that. says that. Uh, yeah, they'll be like, if that's like how you get Star Wars ruined. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to remember other. I'm sure there's a, there's so much cool stuff happened uh, touring with with churches that it's it's almost like overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. that's just the last thing I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know the most recent last yeah. thing I did was went to Disneyland. Yeah, that's that must be it. <laughs> um, you've come off social media, are you? Uh, yeah. And the, the, the only reason I, I'm, I'm going to bring it up is because there's so many people now that do things like get gigs mm -hmm. via that. Yeah, is it quite refreshing to just leave it alone? I feel great. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go back to. It. I feel like you you kind of need it these days, but it was starting to just really bother me as you know it's starting to affect my head i think yeah you know it's just there's too much information you know it's just pointless you're sitting there scrolling through endless pictures and shite yeah <laughs> you're not even engaged with i know yeah. i did i was it was uh kind of taking over my life in a way that i didn't enjoy so i just stopped using it i've not like deleted accounts or anything but i just kind well of, no yeah. the reason because where i'm going with this is i wonder mm -hmm. if there's a thing with like yeah, and you could maybe shed some light on things like endorsements mm -hmm. and is there a certain not contract but expectation to be flogging the gear if you like 
you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, and you know, I I don't have a problem with that. And I think when you apply for an endorsement, if you have like fifty thousand followers or whatever mm-hmm. on Instagram, that probably helps. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the most of the application forms I've ever filled out in the past 20 years and been denied or whatever <laughs> it's like how many myspace followers do you yeah. have yeah <laughs> you know I've got uh, that's that's taken into c- consideration for very good reason you know um, yeah totally yeah. but you know like i'll i'll always post about the the drums and the gear that i'm using because i love it you mm-hmm. know and that's mm-hmm. what i'm interested in and yeah. it's exciting to me yeah, you know, yeah I for sure. it doesn't feel like a like a like something i'm obliged to do mm-hmm. you know i'll do it anyway because I, I love the stuff I'm yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm quite happy to do that. But I also I've, I don't have that many followers on on social media because I don't really keep it up to date in a way that mo- a lot of people do. And yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the pressure to do that kind of annoyed me. So I was like, just sack it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right, see yeah. what happens. I'll go yeah. back to it. You know. Yeah, yeah. When you've got something to say, I guess. Yeah, that's it. I just feel like I'd be putting up pictures of me knocking down walls and, <laughs> and just turn into a cat a cat content thing which uh, is cool if, if you like cats but if you're following me because i'm a drummer that's probably quite annoying yeah so i figured i would just go dark for a while yeah it's maybe a wise idea i, I just you know I've, you see it all the time you know we have to because it's so prevalent to our job oh yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. And I, like just i must like i'd imagine the band have someone who does it for them um out with the three of them uh yeah i think the main account is 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 run by probably run by someone else i don't really know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just like these there are there are jobs for this thing now yeah absolutely yeah, yeah there'll be people at the label that do all bands social media and things yeah. like that yeah. i would imagine the mechanics behind it and it's pretty crazy because on the complete polar opposite side of that we've also spoke to people who like they got their gigs through it do you know what I mean? Through social media, they got yeah. to where they are now. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's quite interesting to hear that side of it. Yeah, where you're just like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Well, <laughs> if, maybe if I'd worked at it from the other side, it would be completely different. I just never. That's not how I got into it. You know, yeah. I got yeah. into what I'm doing through a kind of old school way, and you know, I was just playing a lot mm. in Glasgow and managed to pick up some pretty cool tours through people that i knew mm-hmm. and then it's kind of word of mouth and then this guy's like i need the drummer and this mm. other person's like oh you know it, it yeah, spread cool. that way yeah. and that's how i've always got gigs so i never really paid much attention to the mm-hmm. social media thing as much as yeah. i as i would have if i was younger i think yeah mm-hmm. maybe that's I'm like, the difference. I'm, I'm like 38 now so yeah well, you're the same just, as me so we yeah. come up without it i exactly like, I remember like, getting I, a phone and it being this massive deal aye yeah there wasn't even mobile phones you know I remember the days <laughs> when I would walk three miles to the phone box <laughs> with your 20 pence. <laughs> I actually genuinely know a guy who who genuinely had to book his gigs with 10 peas and a, a bag of 10 pences and a phone box. That's awesome. Wow. I, he's, That's he's in his 50s now and he would just stand in a phone box all night ringing pubs. That's so cool. Oh, and, uh, just a bag of 10 peas. Love it. You know, a diary in one so hand. So simple. Aye. Just go do it. Aye. Spend an hour in a phone box and yeah. cash melt or something. You know. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> Minstrels will write songs of him. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have written songs of him. <laughs> Eddie T. <laughs> um, yeah, aye, I think you're right, man. Just not not being around it. You mm-hmm. know. Because um, it's, it's a very weird thing for me yeah. to, to post about drums. I just like, I don't get why anybody would want to see pictures of mm-hmm. my dinner. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an influencer. Well, well I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to eat what you eat. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's well, kind of influencer culture thing. I just find mm-hmm. horrible. You know, yeah. it's, it's disgusting. It's shallow and bleh. Yeah. that's 
yeah. I'm so I feel sort of allergic to Instagram in that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's gross. Yeah, it's very very strange. Yeah. yeah, I'm about to have a baby, so it's going to be totally normal for my kids by the time it's 15 years old. It'll oh, be can like, you imagine what? Yeah, what, it's just what it's uh, probably like yeah, it's just a little chip in your brain, and you just instantly uploaded. You know, Possibly, it's you know, proper black mirror pattern. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, it really wasn't that long ago that we didn't have mobile phones. Yeah. So. I know, yeah. Yeah, I remember when my mate got the internet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So we all went around and used the internet. Uh, <laughs> like nobody could use the house phone because <laughs> yeah. you were on dial-up. Yeah, so yeah. like your house phone's been engaged all night. That's because we're like trying to download a picture of some. You know, yeah. it's taking some hours. <laughs> <laughs> something, something. <laughs> Dark side. <laughs> um, yeah, fascinating chat. Yeah. Um, you got any more? I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. What's next? Cool. What is next? Um, apart from building a house or building a studio, apart from the studio thing, um, hopefully lots of practice mm-hmm. and Halsey tour. Yeah, that's right. Um, Are you doing any any music outside of churches that you want to talk about? Not at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I've not been writing anything. I mean, I had a few tracks on the latest Ladytron record that I oh. wrote and co-produced. That that was out last year, I think. So. Um, I was meant to be doing a few shows with them right. um, on synth, but uh, the gigs got rescheduled, so I'm not doing them anymore. Ah, so that was meant to be this month, but no, I'm just kind of taking it easy. I'm trying yeah. to enjoy life, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, catch up with things. And but yeah, there'll be a new Churches record, hopefully some point this year yeah. that we'll get into, and they'll hopefully they'll get me on them. Get me on the record, guys. <laughs> <Yes>, please, please. <laughs> I've got my you, you said you would. I've got these great ideas for like eighties power tom kits. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Ah, good to see you, man. It's been ages since yeah. we've seen you. So yeah, yeah I feel like I've not you. seen anyone. Yeah, full hermit. Aye, thanks for getting me at the house. You're definitely you're one of these people. Like, if we've not seen you post anything on socials, like obviously because you've went dark, it's like. Man, it's been six months. I wonder how Johnny's doing. Uh, like, you know, we'll just like have a random, just like five <laughs> seconds of like. Is that the guy that sits outside uh, McDonald's on? You've <laughs> not seen him for ages. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're living in the tune. No, thank you, man. Appreciate it very much, and uh, we'll no doubt catch up with you soon. Aye, that no would doubt. be awesome. Brilliant. Cheers, man. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Johnny. Cheers.